0: How exactly are the city going to benefit? Could could you have a revenue sharing agreement? Uh, could you have other community benefits agreement in this deal? I'm for one open to any uh, at all options to keep the bears here in Chicago.
1: Hi everybody, I'm Fran Spielman. My guest this week is Alderman George Cardenas, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's deputy city council floor leader, a candidate for Cook County Board of Review and an aspiring part owner of the Chicago Bears. George, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Thank,
0: thank you. Thank you for enlightening me in that.
1: I'm kidding about the Bears, of course, but only sort of. Because this week, you made what you call a dead serious proposal that the city studied the feasibility of purchasing the Bears and selling Correct. shares to fans following the Green Bay Packers model. You made that proposal with a straight face, even though NFL bylaws prohibit municipal ownership. And experts in the field like sports marketing and financing expert Mark Gannis tell me those bylaws are never going to be changed. This is a pipe dream. They think this is all a publicity stunt.
0: Well, you know, I I mean, I think that people are going to say that because that's what they need to say. And rules were meant to be changed. Uh, The NFL uh, also has expanded. They're going to continue to expand teams. Uh, It's a business after all. Um, And all we're proposing is that uh, cities like Chicago, who have invested very heavily uh, in in a stadium for a team that they thought uh, was going to be here forever. You know, they find out that that's not the case. Uh, And yet we're still paying for that. All I'm saying is that uh, the fans and taxpayers should get a, a better deal than they got.
1: But, how would you get around the hurdles seriously?
0: Uh, look, to I what think, you're you know, proposing it, here and I am very serious in this sense because it would take springfield and and would it take also Washington there's really antitrust provisions here that I think are a play um in in in- having it both ways right but think about a team you you gotta be thinking a city like chicago who's who's always been um uh, the city uh, of immigrants, the city of hope um, for, for it to lead uh, in, in a different way. I mean, look, we, we want uh, a, a future that that includes uh, everyone that comes to the city, enjoys it. Uh, and that just means that we have to change some things around uh, to be more inclusive. And the NFL has to do the same thing. Uh, it, they really do. It's, it's a club of billionaires insulated. They don't want to let anybody in uh, their own rules. And, and to me, uh, that needs to change. And, and the, the proposal was not about that, but it was simply the visibility, is simply saying, let's look at, at, at things that we could do here in the city. Uh, and, and it could be some legislation in uh, try to change those, those dynamics. You know, it took us 20 years. I, when I got elected in three, we were talking about a casino and we finally got a casino, uh, uh, I believe last year, and now we're going to put it into um, uh, into motion. And that casino is gonna yield tremendous benefits for taxpayers. And all I'm trying to say is that we should be doing the same thing when it comes to investing heavily money of taxpayers into endeavors that in the end don't yield, uh, if any at all.
1: But that closed club, that fraternity of NFL billionaire owners, would surely not change their bylaws to allow what you're proposing.
0: I think, I think there's m- different mechanisms of ownership, uh, as you know, Fran. Um, there's, you know, I know that um, at Ryan, for example, uh, the insurance magnet owns part of the Bears. So there's different people that, that obviously have ownership uh, structures in there. And the ownership structure could be that the city, uh, if, let's say, we build a stadium or if we give the land for the stadium, that we would have a st- skin in the game like we do for other things, right? The city has, plays a role in saying, we, we are going to, uh, have some uh, substantial benefits, community benefits out of this deal, and here, here's what they are. So the ownership structure could could be, um, you know, this is the whole idea of studying it. What what kind of benefits would, would, would Chicago uh, uh, get from and a a, a uh, substantial aid to the bears in, in some form or, or fashion? All I'm saying is that let's look at all these structures of how to get a more benefit for the citizens of Chicago.
1: If you want to prevent the Bears from executing their purchase agreement for the site of the now shuttered Arlington International Racecourse, wouldn't your time be better spent finding a way to build them a new stadium in Chicago? Soldier Field simply does not work for them anymore financially, given the modern-day financing of the NFL with all the colossal new stadiums like the ones in L.A. and Las Vegas.
0: Friend, and, and I think there's a point to be made by that. And I'm opening up that conversation. Uh, but we are not taxpayers are not going to do the same thing again as they did uh, on the deal with Soldiers Field. We're still paying for that. And so if that were to be entertained, how exactly are the city going to benefit? Could could you have a revenue share in agreement? Uh, could you have other community benefits agreement in this deal? I, 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 I'm for one open to any uh, at all options to keep the bears here in Chicago. But if the case would be that we, we could not or somehow that would not happen, we need to also entertain the notion that uh, the NFL is going to expand teams and we should attract a team uh, that could be housed uh, either at Soldiers Field or in another stadium um, for the benefits of, of the, not just the economy, but also the Bears fans and also uh, taxpayers.
1: So you think that closed fraternity of NFL owners would give Chicago another franchise if the Bears go out to the suburbs? Do you really believe that?
0: I, I well, the, here the, the obviously the city uh, can absorb a second team. We used to have uh, yeah, the Cardinals. Here. That's right. right. So 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 we could have two teams here. Uh, that's not uh, out of the realm of possibilities. So uh, all of this, all of this, is, it's, it's a conversation. All of this, it, we want to air it out in a, in a, a transparent process where people kind of weigh in. People are passionate about this, and we are dealing with a lot of problems in the city. But this is one, one more of those problems that we need to fix, and we need to find a solution. What's going to happen with the bears, uh, and if they end up leaving, what's the aftermath? So we need to be talking about this. It it is impacting the city in a big way. It will impact the city in a big way because obviously economically, um, um, there, there's there's much to be gained and lost by that. Uh, and we need to fix Soldier's Field. It's not modern. You're right. It needs something needs to happen. There's no way to get there uh, from a transportation standpoint for folks that can park, uh, you know, at Soldier's Field. And and it takes two or three hours to get everybody in there in and out, and that's just not sustainable. We need to make some changes. Yes, uh, but in that. What do the changes mean for, for, for taxpayers and how are we going to benefit? Because this whole thing of paying on these bonds is insane. We still got about one hundred and twenty million dollars of bonds to pay. And yet we have uh, a tenant that's potentially leaving. And, and and that should not happen. We should have worked that into an agreement that the bears could not leave uh, uh, the, the city high and dry.
1: Let's talk about an even more pressing issue for the Chicago City Council, the December 1 deadline for approving a new ward map to coincide with the 2020 census. The mayor you serve as deputy floor leader is still refusing to get her hands dirty in this very messy process. With less than two weeks to go before the deadline, she's standing there with her arms folded and demanding that Alderman quickly come to an agreement so the public has time to weigh in in a meaningful way. Don't we need more leadership than that from her to get this thing resolved?
0: Well, she's trying, um, obviously, uh, you know, on her promise, keep her promise of being more democratic. Um, and even uh, in her own belief that the, map, the mapping process is somewhat flawed. And so she's letting the, uh, the process play out uh, before uh, the entire city. And I think she does not want to tilt the scales, and I don't blame her for doing that. She came in as a reformer, and, and so she's not going to want to be seen as that. Um, I think her leadership is, has been there. She says, look, you try to work it out, and the two sides, African Americans and Latinos, are, are, are doing side by side what they're supposed to be doing as well. Uh, it is now time to come together and see what they got, what we have, and, and again, look at the data and, and see what, what that's going to mean um uh in terms of representation and so but, it, it, this well, is going to be but the Latino
1: down. caucus that you are a part of says it's demand for 15 majority hispanic wards two more than there are now to reward hispanics for their 5.2% population gain is non negotiable The Black Caucus is equally adamant that the new map preserve 18 majority black wards even though the population of African-Americans in Chicago has dropped by 86,413 people over the last decade and 275,000 since the 1990 census. 10 years ago, if you remember, 18 majority black wards were maintained only because Rahm Emanuel stepped in and demanded it. And Hispanics were forced to leave at least one word on the table. That's not going to happen this time. Doesn't the mayor need to show the leadership that Chicagoans elected her to provide and end this infighting to prevent a referendum battle and a lawsuit by MALDEF and other groups that could cost Chicago millions?
0: I think she's pretty close to that. I, I think, again, this is the week where where I think the folks are supposed to meet again. I, I know what you're saying. I, I think it's correct. I think there's, there's lines that are drawn. But the lines that matter are the lines that are going to be representing these, these uh, individual maps and these individual wards. Those are the lines that matter. At the end of the day, we will need to find a compromise. All the compromise will be found for us. And you know usually the council leads in this way. Uh, so I'm hard to know that I've been here a long time to know that, that at the end of the day, we we know better and we going to have to come together and making decisions what's best for constituents. And, and look, there's some things you can't change. Um, but we know for a fact that Chicago is changing demographically uh, and everything. Right. We have more Asians. Uh, we have more, 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 more young people moving into the city uh, and it's going to continue. So it's an ever evolving process and we need to incorporate that into our planning. And that's what's going to have to happen. And I'm going to be part of that uh, conversation and part of that leadership. Uh, and that's why I was chosen by her to kind of lead in this way.
1: Victor Reyes and Bert Odelson, who are advising your caucus, were on the show a couple of weeks ago. And they said that Lightfoot will have to get her hands dirty at some point very soon. She will have to either sign or veto a map that either rewards Hispanics at the expense of blacks or protects blacks and inv- invites a lawsuit and and passes over Hispanics and ignores their gains. which stance, would you like to see her take? What do you think she will do?
0: I think she's going to talk to the attorneys representing, of course, uh, both sides. I think she's going to want to talk to the demographer. She's going to want to look at the data and then, and then see exactly uh, what, can, what can be accomplished uh, and what's feasible and not feasible. There's a political component to it, yes. And I think at the end of the day, and when it comes down to it, that has to play a role. Uh, but uh, I think it's happening, is going to happen pretty soon, where where we're going to have to sit down and look at the lines and say, okay, here, here's where I think it would be a compromise could be had. And look, there's there's you have African Americans representing complete uh, or not complete, but majority white areas. Um, we're in a different uh, era where uh, leaders represent different constituencies, if not their own. So it's 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 in the realm of possibilities where you have African Americans representing. Uh, non-majority black constituencies, so that's a, that's that's that that could happen.
1: But the mayor is in an absolutely no-win situation. She either risks alienating Hispanics, or she turns on the black community, and she wasn't that strong there to begin with. I mean, let's face it: Willie Wilson and okay. won all the black. Willie Wilson won most of the black wards in round one of the twenty nineteen mayoral sweepstakes, and. Preckwinkle finished second in those wards and won the rest of them. So she's not exactly operating from a position of strength here.
0: I'm I'm an optimist. So I'm an optimist. I've always been an optimist. She's a great opportunity here to um, really yield the best outcome for African-Americans and also for Latinos at the same time. What, what really, how, really, how, I, how would really she do that.
1: that? How would she do that? She's an well, nice I mean. You,
0: you well again people believe that there's that there's there's somehow uh folks are in a box um and and i i tend to believe the opposite you have african-americans representing most of the south loop most of the west and west loop uh that are that are growing the most and you know that that's still very much uh the same that's not going to change and, and that's great for african-americans in power uh those are the 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 areas that are yielding the most benefits economically for the city right now, and that's a great thing. And I and I think that 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 needs to be said, and from a narrative standpoint, from her to them, that that they they keep they're keeping all, all all the good things that are happening in the city, um, but we all also realize that um, we don't want to get sued. We don't want to spend forty uh, million dollars like last time, fighting a, a map that at the end of the day is not really going to change much. So, like I said, there's a lot of politics left. Let's, uh, you know, let's see what this week yields. I know that she is, a, and again, as an optimist, she has a great opportunity to, to have the Blacks and the Latinos come together uh, for the benefit of the city and really provide that leadership that you say that, that needs to happen.
1: Would you like to see her call everybody into her office and, and sit them down like Richard J. Daley used to do in labor disputes and say, you're not leaving until you work this out?
0: I, I think she may, she may come to, to sort of do that. Like I said, but, but she has done the things that she said she was going to do. Let it, let it play out democratically. Let the folks, uh, draw their maps, uh, get out there in front of, uh, of constituents, let them see, you know, what, how the lines are drawn. All of that has been done. And I think people are kind of missing on that. Uh, but thanks to her, uh, that's leadership. Like, look, the Latinos are put on a map. I think the African-Americans are going to put out a map. There's a, there's another map, uh, the coalition map, um, the referendum, the referendum map. Those are those maps <clears throat> that are uh, from every constituency group that are publicly. You can draw. There's there's uh, the um, technology where people can go and draw and draw their own maps. That has never Does happened. She needs
1: to to sit the Black <laughs> Caucus down and say, "Look, guys, face reality. You've lost almost ninety thousand people in the last ten years, and two hundred and seventy five thousand in the last 20. Give it up. But I I think it doesn't
0: need to be uh, put in in that type of, 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 you know, um, I guess framing it that way. I don't don't think she has to frame it that way. I think she needs to really look at the opportunity that's before us. Um, Blacks are still going to be leaders in the city. And so there, there's there's just a conversation. We need to have a conversation where where, where are the wins and where are the losses. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all, we're all winners here. We're, we're here. We're driving the city. City's changing and, and we're making it happen from a leadership standpoint. So, again, that's the optimism. If we if we talk about, you know, uh, pitting one against the other blacks against Hispanics, then, yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, a conflict that's going to be uh, gotten from that. But I think we, that's what needs to change. Right. We need to. What would down you to-
1: like her to do and say and when
0: I, I look, I'm going to encourage her to, to now uh, step in and have a conversation with uh, with leadership, myself included, I hope to say, OK, what are your thoughts? What, what, what where do you see that there's a compromise here to be had? And, and I think we'll get it. I think we'll get it done again. And, and I'm not I'm an optimist. And here's why the the alternative is to fight it out publicly in the city, more divided than ever. And nobody wants to see that. but That's pretty ugly. That. That's not what this uh, uh, council should be about.
1: Would you like to see her do the Richard J. Daley thing and and get everybody in a room and not let them leave until they come out with a compromise?
0: <clears throat> well, because you know, the city ha-
1: can't afford otherwise.
0: I know, but here the w- different eras uh, obviously have different leaderships, right? And we have a different era and and uh, with a different leadership. And I think she'll do it her own way uh, in the way that, that that obviously she she's inclined to do. And she believes that she can get the most out of it. And I think she'll do that. Uh, so there's no way to go back in time and say you need to do what Daly did, uh, because that's not the same council. It's not the same city. We're in a different era that needs a different leadership. And that's what she needs to do.
1: I've been told that at least one of the things holding all this up is a demand that the new ward map protect four incumbents, three of whom are under indictment. Carrie Austin, Ed Burke, Patrick Daly Thompson, their wards, and a fourth who is under investigation, Jim Gardner. Is that true?
0: Um, The Latino map does not protect anybody. In fact, there's an Asian ward.
1: But are Um, are people on the other side demanding that?
0: You mean you mean where the the on the on the other map in the rules I think, committee?
1: Yeah. Well, is there I, I a it's, closed it's, door it's, demand it's, that somehow these people be protected?
0: I don't think that's the case. I, I think what happens is that you know people go to the court and say, okay, you need to map with that with that group and we'll map with this group, and then you know whatever best uh, option you, you get from them, you that's that's where you go. But at the end of the day, we, we, you know the realization is going to have to be is a look, you you know what needs to happen is we need to have forty one people. They're going to vote for a map. That's what needs to happen. And then, and then, you know, whatever weak links are there, that's, that's, that's what uh, will be uh, play a uh, play part of it. And uh, we're going to have to come to consensus that at the end of the day, 41 votes is, is the number that we need, we need to, we need to get.
1: Let's talk about your race for the Cook County Board of Review. As an alderman, you have voted over the years to double Chicago's property tax levy to chip away at the pension crisis. As a candidate, you're promising to lower property taxes of homeowners and businesses. Isn't that a bit like talking out of both sides of your mouth?
0: No, I think there's two sides to it. First of all, there's the uh, reassessments, uh, assessments part of it, and then there's the levy. Uh, And it isn't just the fact that the city council has voted uh, to increase property taxes to, to be able to um, uh, to square up uh, our expenses and our commitments and our and our uh, liabilities that we have uh, with running this city uh, that's one aspect of it. The other aspect is is the fact that there's another component that goes into uh, property taxes and the assessment piece that takes into a lot of um, you know um, a lot of speculation, uh, a lot of errors, uh, how to move the needle. When it comes to who should pay property taxes uh, uh, in what regions and and all of that. And I think that that that's what needs to uh, we need to look into that a little bit more and, and make it a little more fair. You know, businesses are obviously paid 2.5 more than uh, individuals. And so we have to look at that as well. Is that sustainable? Uh, we need, can we drive businesses out? Uh, can we find a way to, to balance all of that and keep communities thriving uh, instead of ghosting them? So. No, I, I am I'm in all in I, I understand um, what needs to happen here and I, I understand that it needs leadership in getting down to the details and you know and I'm an accountant by trade that's 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 what I've done in the past uh, in finding the data that is going to yield the best the best results uh, and more efficiency
1: the border of review here is property tax appeals yet many homeowners don't know how to navigate that process it's usually used primarily by cloud-heavy businesses, developers right. with money to hire attorneys who know what to do. How do you change that? How do you make it a people's process that average Joes can take advantage of?
0: You, but, you know, one of the things that, that I did notice is, is obviously for, um, uh, I, always, I would even say obvious reasons, the border Review, for the most part, has been uh, a, a, just a silent, you know, um, backroom uh you know, process where um, you only know the decision until the white smoke sort of, you know, is it's um, it's put out there. But this needs to change. We need to find a more modern way to get folks to appeal a uh, uh, a more efficient way. And that that's going to be my intention to spend a little more money on technology to so folks that there, there are no surprises that they should they should be able to to with, with their phones, be able to kind of you know, click on a link and find out uh, their property taxes and how they can appeal. And click on another link and can get a form and submit the form right there and then uh, to the board of review and, and for us to be able to mechanize it on the other end as well to review it, uh, build some algorithms and know exactly what's happening and where we can uh, yield the best results for people.
1: You want to make it as easy as ordering on Amazon?
0: Why not? Well, how is, it's all numbers. It's all algorithms and we need to build in there because it, obviously, we already know what, what the in context what the, what the tax levy is. We, what do you know uh, from a market from a market standpoint, where exactly uh, market value is increasing uh, um, a double, from a double digit standpoint, like Bilson, for example, uh, in other parts of the city? We already know that, but we got to build in some also some 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 pieces where where folks are, are not forced to sell because they can't pay the property taxes. You know, we got to be fair to folks, and speculation ought not be the way we 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 uh, uh, do the assessments.
1: Alderman Gil Villegas was Mayor life its floor leader. He was not particularly effective. He was replaced by Alderman Michelle Harris and you earlier this year. What is it like serving this mayor as deputy floor leader? She's had a rocky relationship with the city council from the moment she used her inaugural address, as we, as we all can remember at Wind Trust Arena, to denounce the council as corrupt, turn around and shame Alderman to join the crowd in a standing ovation for reform and then rushing back to city hall on that very day to sign an executive order ending aldermanic prerogative over over licensing and permitting. She's vowed to do the same with aldermanic prerogative over zoning, but that would require a city council vote she's destined to lose and hasn't even tried. Uh, What's it like serving her? Has the relationship with alderman improved? And if so, how?
0: First of all, I I, I love serving alongside her. I understand her. Um, uh, She has spunk. Uh, she has the skill sets uh, to lead. She uh, makes no bones about where she needs to be at. And she's not an apologist for anything. Um, it's how she got what she got. So you have to uh, respect that, uh, first, 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 uh, 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 first of all. So let's start with that. You know, I think the relationship, it goes both ways. I think we have a different counsel, for sure, and that's played into it. Um, but look, I've been here a long time. And I've served under daily and, and also under under Emmanuel and, and now and now her, and her approach is a little bit different. Uh, the give and take that was from the past, she said she was not going to do that, and that's probably uh, you know created a sort of a frosty relationship with some of my colleagues. But if you really think about it, she's unleashed uh, all this investment uh, in communities where where there there was no investment before. Uh, The process of of services, the process of getting things done, she's improved without um, questioning their allegiance, mind you. So if you're against her and you voted against her, she's not stopping services. She's not stopping development. She's not stopping, you know, the the, the idea you you can't build a library. And the people are not recognizing that. But that's been her modus operandi, I think. Uh, that she doesn't get enough credit. To be to be honest with you, you know, again, some folks are not used to a direct uh, uh, um, uh, communication the way she delivers it.
1: Yeah, I mean, me, she has I- very thin skin. She warned the Black Caucus a year ago. Don't ask me for you know what for the next three years if if you don't uh, when it comes to capital projects if you don't vote for my budget in the Hispanic Caucus just last month she pushed back hard against complaints about a shortage of Hispanics in leadership. And she said that uh, she told them that uh, she was taking heat for the uh, guaranteed minimum income uh, program in Chicago, the test pilot that she's going to launch. And she said she was being attacked by black leaders uh, as if it were a handout to Latinos and that it didn't include reparations. And she said to them, she's poured a, you know what blank a ton of money into black communities, and not even Harold Washington had done better. So well, she well, has a way of being very defensive, doesn't she?
0: Well, she has spent. Uh, she has spent. I mean, she has invested heavily in these communities. That's that's not. That's not. That's not a lie. That's 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 a fact.
1: But I'm talking um, about the way she gets her back up and the way she well, reacts. I mean, there's
0: there there's a delivery, right? I, I think again, but in prior conversations I've had with other. Uh, Mayors, like I said, Dalian and, and Romano, it, 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 it was delivered probably very much if, with the same context, maybe a different way, nuances of different ways, but it was delivered with the same context. And you know what? Nobody said a thing. Nobody said a thing. Because there were males, maybe? I don't know. I think that we also recognize sometimes we have to have tough conversations, adult conversations, and our language is not going to be, you know, pretty, um, pretty as you know. And so but but those conversations need to be had. What's happened here, though, is that in the past, we kept those conversations private and that that's no longer the case. People are recording conversations really there, which is which is not not proper. And then airing them out to the public. These are private conversations that you're having with somebody that works alongside you. But you can't have those conversations anymore. That's what's changed. And so we need to have a little thicker skin when it comes to dealing with especially in Chicago, mind you this is a tough city it requires someone tough someone's going to lead and and not with nice sometimes but just straight talk in uh, delivering for the citizens of Chicago and that's people people expect that and people don't know her they know they don't deliver I mean, they don't know what, what she delivered for the city we've been in the pandemic people have been have been in their, in their their homes for the last two years and when they get out when they get out to see this city they're gonna realize how much has been transformed by her by her leadership. And I think that's that's the story to tell.
1: But murders, shootings, carjackings are still skyrocketing in Chicago. Yes. People do not feel safe even in their own homes, let alone coming out of them. If this problem doesn't get solved, the mayor herself said nothing else matters.
0: She's she's she told you she's in agreement with that. It's It's a problem nationwide. And again, no I one wants really, to hear
1: that, George. Nobody I, wants I, to hear I, that. I, Fix I, it here. I know, You're in that. charge I'm, here. Fix I, it. I, that's
0: right. That's right. And it's look, she is gonna look at again at, at the leadership. I, I am not uh, you know, at all sometimes happy with, with uh CPD and, and, and their leadership, but they need to they need to step up um, in a big way and stop uh this 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 pandemic themselves. They need to find a way to recruit more people. That's on them. The mayor can, can only do so much, but that's on that leadership. And I will urge the mayor, if that was not happening, try to change that leadership immediately.
1: David Brown, she should get rid of him.
0: I said the leadership, if that means, uh, you know, uh, the entire group. If if things don't change, as we get into 2022, if things don't change and there's not a, a, a different plan to deliver safety for Chicagoans. to deliver, uh, you know, uh, uh, justice uh, in a way that, that, that people expect, then that we, we need to, you know, we need to bring in the lefty. We need to bring in, you know, and, and you, you got to make those changes. As a coach, you got to make the changes when, when things are not, are not working out. Th- those are Is are, he are,
1: not working out? I mean, how can you say he's working out when things are well again, as bad I, again, as
0: they are? Again, we, we, we we, we're giving it time. And, and we're getting we're going to get out of this pandemic and we have to judge for what that is. And like I said, I'm going to urge her to make those decisions, obviously, based on on what I know, Chicagoans, you said it, that they expect and want and need and crime's issue. It is. And so, so you put
1: put David Brown on the clock, give him a couple more months and then absolutely, if not Absolutely. And and absolutely. Then this is if he doesn't improve things, get rid of him.
0: If. It's all about performance, Fran. It's all about performance, especially when it comes to those, those high, um, those, those jobs that require uh, a lot of stress, require a lot of attention, require uh, the day to day. And it's, it's all about delivering for Chicagoans and Chicagoans expect that. And if that doesn't happen, they expect things to change. And if that means changing leadership, so be it.
1: How much time should he have? Just a few more months? It's-
0: I think we have um, a little bit more time, but I think it's coming pretty close to to uh, to the fourth quarter. And, you know, uh, we still got time left. We we, we can do this. We got to bring crime down. It is an issue. And I'm going to work uh, with her uh, to make sure that Chicagoans uh, uh, are safe.
1: George Cardenas, thank you so much. Um, by the way, you and I share a birthday. In case you really? No.
0: October ninth, yes sir. Oh my god. You see now I know somebody didn't know. Thanks, friend. Well, happy belated birthday.
1: <laughs> all right. You too. You too, my birthday <laughs> buddy. And we will see you all next week.
0: All right. Excellent.
1: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding right your tail.